BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Wednesday. It's hump day. Back with Jackson Claude, original recipe. Hope everyone's doing well. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Hey, La of the turd variety. I'm doing well, thank you for asking. Of the turd variety. You know what's interesting? When you ask me how I'm doing, I don't even take the time to think about the answer. I just just say I'm doing well. Now I'm reflecting and I am I am doing well, I would say. But I That's it wasn't that's a genuine fair. response. You know what I mean? It Is was it like, ever? It was a robotic ever? response. You run into someone on the street, you're walking into a building and there's, you know, oh, how are you? Never once have I thought, how are you? I'm like, good, how are you? Even, I could be having the worst, I could be on the verge of tears. Like I could be literally having the worst day of my entire life. So good, how are you? No, but every day on the show, and it's like, I would tell you if I wasn't yeah. good. I don't even process the question. I just say, I'm good and I throw it back to you. Oh my God, this conversation's like really hard for me <laughs> because I was like, I had a rough morning getting here. And I was thinking like, like I'm definitely in like, you know, like I'm in a little bit of a curt mood, you know, you could say a little feeling a little short and it's really all because of how I'm doing. So if somebody were to really, really ask how I'm doing, I would have to tell you, which I, I, it pains me to say, I got my period this morning. Is that why you're wearing that outfit to symbolize the color? The new beginnings. <laughs> Yes, I was like, I wasn't going to bring it up. I really wasn't, even though I'm now like two years. I'm going strong for two years every single month telling everyone that I have my period. But like you, you kind of brought it, you like you, you brought it out of me, Jax. You pulled it out of me. I guess, I guess I did. I guess I gave you the runway to tell us, for you to tell us in detail about how you're doing. So I'll accept it. I also feel like there's a difference between like, I feel like I don't need to know when every influencer is on their period and us knowing when you're on your period, because like what we do here is so personal <sighs> and every little change in your body is so germane to the tone of the show and the episode at Thank large. You. Thank you. Cause like I'm feeling feisty. Like I saw, like I was like triggered this morning by a TikTok. Oh no, no, not by a TikTok of a comment. Cause I saw this TikTok yesterday that was actually like, so speaking my language, it was just about like this uh, generation of what about me-ism where it's like, People just make content on the internet, tell, talking about themselves, sharing their stories, their point of views. And somebody's always like making it about them. Like, this is offensive because I can't do that. Yeah. And I was like, tr I was, I've been thinking about that a lot. And then I saw this comment today where I was, yesterday on the toast with Jake Shane, which was such a fabulous episode, we were talking about like, what is the um, etiquette going to be at the Eras tour? And like, are people going to be singing and dancing and like taking videos in the theater? Because I kind of like just want to lay down and watch a movie. Okay. And people like I saw like uh, some feedback being like, well, you know, not everyone was able to see the concert. I'm like, that's that's OK. Like I was just talking about my motherfucking like what I would prefer. That's yeah. I was, it wasn't an assault on anyone who wants to see the movie. Like now that I that I saw this TikTok, like what about me? I think that's what like she called it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like what about meism? I that's 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 my vibe today. Like what about it? Not only is it so annoying when you say anything and then someone finds like, well, what about this or that? Yeah. But it's also annoying because I find myself like self-censoring and not saying something because I'm like, well, what about the person who this? I'm like, yeah, just can we talk? No. Can we, can can we, we just, just have a share? conversation? Can we just share and know that like I'm talking about my POV, my thoughts, my experience. It's not an attack on you. Yeah, and maybe even you're talking about like the majority's experience. And yes, there will be people in the minority who don't have that experience all the time or whatever it is. But it's like, damn, can we get out of the weeds? Can we get out of the weeds? So like I'm just feeling triggered today and I'm feeling like I'm going to be a little bit rude. And I wanted everyone to know, like, Claudia's not this wench. She's on her period. Claude, are we out of the weeds yet? Are we out of the weeds yet? Are we out of the weeds yet? Are we out of the weeds? We're not, by the way. 
Well, I guess I could one-up you in terms of non-ideal mornings. Okay, now this is also another thing because I was thinking about this one about meism. I've been watching Real Housewives of New York and it's kind of, they should call it the real uh, Housewives of New York searching for victimhood. Like they all have like really actually amazing stories about how they got to where they are and they're using it as a competition. Like everyone's like, well, I only had $20 in my bank account when I came to New York. I had negative 400. Like it's not a competition, but we're all just sharing. Yeah. But continue. Yeah. So woke up for a feeding with Charlie at 530. Damn. Finally fell back asleep at 630. Damn. Harry woke up at 705. Oh, fucking. And we're off to the races. Okay. We could think about that. We could think about how horrible <laughs> that is. We could. Or we could think about the fact that we are less than a week away from your book coming out. We could. And we Harry could think woke about- up early because he was just so excited. And I'm, I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying because I would never like lie about what Harry's up to. But this morning when I picked him up out of his crib, we sat on his chair and he said, counselor, that's him asking for counselor book. So we could talk about that. Or we could talk about the fact, the fact that you're coming to New York and you're going to see your family. Yeah, next week is going to be a great week, and that is what is propelling me. This has been the busiest week of my life, but I'm putting together so many fun things for the launch next week. So I have my book signing at Books and Greetings, Northvale, New Jersey, next Saturday, October 14th, 11 a.m. Get your ticket. Link in my stories. You have to get a ticket in order to come. You have to register, but you just get one ticket. Bring your kids. It's going to be so fun. Does a ticket equal a book? Ticket equals book. Yes, sign book. I love when things are just like so clear like that. Yeah. So you'll meet me, greet me, sign your book, meet your kid. Can't wait. And then I'm also planning something in the city for the week of launch that is not going to be a book signing specifically. You will get a signed book, but it's not going to be like that. It's waiting in line. It's more so an event like for the children. So cute. I'm waiting to finalize all the details and then I will share. I'm just being vague because until things are final, I hate sharing because then they don't happen. So yeah. I'm really excited about this event. It will be different than the book signing on Saturday and it will be on Friday in the city. I will be there. Books will be there. Fun will be there. So if you're not in the tri-state area, get your book. Pre-order it now. CamperandCounselor.com. It's available anywhere that you get books. Please pre-order it. I'm so excited. I'm getting so excited to get books in hands. It's, fa- it's fabulous. It's such a big week next week. That's why actually I'm really glad I got my period this week. That's true. So I could really be fully present and positive for your big week. So when you were saying yesterday that you weren't feeling well and you think you're sick, was that just period talk? Last night I texted Jackie. I'm like, I'm not well. Like something's up. And my back was killing me. Like kind of how you like get backaches when you get the flu. Yeah. And then I woke up with my period. I'm like, oh. Oh, so you're not getting sick. I don't think so. I believe it was my period. Oh, good. Because I was like, you're getting sick. We're coming to town. No, I know. There's children involved. That's not going to work. Not to like kind of one up you in the victim category, but the air conditioning is not working in the studio. Like it's hot. So if you guys hear a little breeze on my microphone, like please just bear with me. I need this little fan to keep me alive and kicking for today's episode. We've already established that fan doesn't make a sound. So. Oh, great. Yeah, are good. Okay, good. Then I'm putting it on a a higher level. So yeah, I'm going to be, I'll see you next Tuesday today. And I just feel like that's the vibe right now. I'm going to try to keep my... Emotions. Emotions at bay. Because you know what? I wasn't going to bring it up. Like, and now I'm reflecting on my morning. So back to the original question. How are you doing? Mm. You know, I'm fucking tired. It's been a morning. Not unlike any other morning, but just so many things. It's just been a morning. And this is why people don't share how they're actually doing. Because it's meant to be, hey, how are you? Good. Not a seven minute conversation. Good. Thanks you. But now you know, because we keep it real with you guys. We are genuine to a We're fault. authentic. Authentic. We're so authentic. And, you know, this is not to say that, you know, us having difficult mornings is, you know, an assault on maybe what you went through this morning. We're all just sharing our experiences. Maybe someone nursed at 4.30 and their toddler got up at 6.05. Maybe that happened. Maybe. So, shout out to you as well. Shout out to everyone with every morning that could have possibly happened. Shout Shout out to anyone who's, you know, up and at them. I just feel like. There's people who could be offended by that. Oh, you're right. Because what if you're not up and at? Okay, how about, okay. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Shout out. Shout out to the peeps. But what if people like lost their voice and they can't shout? Fuck. Um, 
Hope everyone's doing well. How's that? I don't see a problem, but you never know. You never know. So that's how we're doing. But you know what? I'm going to lead with well. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we're both doing really, really well, you know, given the circumstances compared yeah. to what other compared to what others, you but know, what, might be dealing with. What is good is that we're together again. Original recipe. I know. And um, we had an amazing episode yesterday. Yep. I was thoroughly enjoying it as I signed my book plates and wrote my little curds for my influencers. Was, I wanted to know if everyone else was cackling or just like noticing Jake Shane's laugh. Like, especially if you were listening with AirPods, like... <laughs> He had the most amazing laugh. Like, you know, when some, you have it too. Like, as a person, you know, I'm speaking from my experience, as a person who, like, loves to make others laugh. We have laugh, to drop this shit. I know. I love to make other people laugh. So I, I'm very, like, I'm actually always really aware of other people's laughs. Taylor Strucker has an amazing laugh. You have a great laugh. Some people just give you a laugh that makes you feel so good about the joke that you made. And Jake was one of them. Like, I, it felt like a reward. Like, he was putting money in my pocket, you know? That's nice. Yeah, you have that too. When you when you go full canine, like we can see all your teeth, and you're like, <laughs> oh, you know that canine. Yeah, like you have a big boy for laugh. Like I see all of your teeth. So Show me your teeth. Why are my teeth reminiscent of a canine? Okay, don't be a victim. Like I was. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. They are. I'm a vampire. Aren't aren't teeth called canines? I wasn't calling you a dog. Another word for teeth is canines. Excuse me. In what language? Wait, wait. I think you're trying to like just talk about my canine teeth because I have fangs. Wait. Canine isn't a word for all of your teeth? Not it's, where I'm it's, from. It's two of your teeth are named your canines. Oh, I guess like your fangs. Like you have fangs, molars, canines. That's what I'm saying. You were just talking about my fangs. Oh, I really thought it was like a word for all teeth. My bad. It's no coincidence that these pointed teeth are named after dogs. They are called canines due to their resemblance to a dog's fangs. Are ca- I was going to say, are canines fangs? Because we got big canines. Yes. So when you said full canine, I knew that you were talking about my fangs. It felt like an attack. No, you know what? I understand. You actually weren't searching for victimhood there. I was there. I had found <laughs> yeah, you, it. Yeah, it's been found. <laughs> it's no, but been it's soft. okay. I love my canines. I actually have been like learning to love my teeth, except like, you know, with this recent weight loss, like so many things about my body are changing. All of them good. I can't lie. But one thing I've noticed about like my face getting smaller, I got some big gums. I got like, I'm a gummy girl. You know what I noticed? Like now that I'm larger and I look back oh, on- Oh, I thought you were saying what you noticed about me. I'm like, calm down. No, when I look back on like footage or pictures from when I was like small- Thinner. That I have big teeth. Like I, cause now I can see- I don't agree my, actually. Now I can see myself- I almost like a stranger. I look at like yes. old pictures of myself and I'm like, oh, that, let me like go over her. I couldn't yeah. see myself before. And I was a gorgeous girl. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't agree with that about your teeth. No, I, but like my teeth were, did not look how I thought they looked. But does nothing ever looks I'm the way saying, you think it looks? We're just commenting on our former selves. Oh so my God. So I'm just God. sharing. Are you sure you're not the one on your period? Jenny, no. not you coming for my period persona. No, Stepping I'm trying toes. to say, like, you don't need to make me feel better about it. Like, it's not a negative or a positive thing. Like, just my teeth were not what I thought that they were within my mouth. Yeah, but you also have really big lips, which you're so blessed naturally to have. And I feel like when you have big lips, like, you can get away with anything in the mouth region. I'll just keep my mouth shut, but that doesn't work with my profession. No, or your personality. No, I have so much to say. As a critical thinker... You can't I, be closing those lips. I've got to share my critical thoughts. So true. Well, I would like to get into the show because we have a lot to do today. We do. We have Fast Five. We have Dear Toasters. And we just have like general catching up to do on the world. So I'm down. We do. So without further ado do about how are we doing, here are the Fast Five stories that you do to do need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you do to do need to know are brought to you by State Farm. And here too for, I would like to be referred to as Turdy from State Farm, if that's okay with everyone. Works for me. Thing is, I know Jake's got like a whole thing going on and I'm really happy for him, but I think Turdy from State Farm could really take this company to the next level. I agree. Uh, facts are being spoken. 
So the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. So think about life. Think about everything. Think about your music playlist. Think about your social media feeds. Like, so personal. We're such similar girls and we still have such different needs when it comes to music, when it comes to social media, and especially when it comes to our insurance. You know, you're a homeowner. You're a Tesla... You're a Tesla owner. Mm-hmm. So you have different needs. Like, we're so similar, but that's what I love about the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It's going to give you coverage on exactly what you need. Not, not what anyone else needs, but what you need. That's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Giving you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you do. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's episode is also brought to you by KiwiCo. When we play with our kids, amazing things can happen. We're fostering their sense of curiosity, helping them learn about the world around them. And the KiwiCo Panda Crate is a wonderful way to keep your baby's curiosity growing through play. It's a bi-monthly subscription for babies 0 to 24 months, built for brain-building fun. So your baby can continue learning more and more. Let me tell you what I've learned about being like a hands-on full-time auntie. The minutes are slow. You know, t- the kids need a lot of stimulation. And it's like they get through things so quickly and it's still, you know, not even noon. That's what I love about KiwiCo because they're taking care of everything. It's actually really fun for you and your kid to do together. It's all really like stimulating educational projects that are going to be fun for the kids. Good for you for like having the kids do something for a few hours. So maybe you could, I don't know, like make breakfast. So here's what's, what KiwiCo's Panda Crate is all about. They're supporting your baby's rapid development in the first two years of life with science-backed projects that support child-led play and encourage open-ended exploration. Each crate includes age-specific products designed by experts and backed by research to help babies at every stage learn by doing what they do best, which is playing and exploring. So KiwiCo's Panda Crate is practical and convenient for parents. Every crate comes with high-quality toys, a magazine, and activity cards featuring research-backed content and activities to nurture your little ones. It's super bonding. Everything is made f- easy for you so you can focus on the fun. Panda Crate products are age appropriate and supportive of your baby's growth. Unlock brain building play with KiwiCo's Panda Crate and get 50% off your first month with code TOAST at kiwico.com slash panda. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash panda, promo code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace, or as I like to call it, Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your own terms. So you know, it's 2023. You need a website, girly. Whether it's for your job, you're starting a side hustle, you run an e-commerce business, it can be really hard and really expensive to get a website up and running, but Squarespace is a fabulous platform form that will have you up and running really quickly. It'll look like a big fancy firm designed it, but it was just you and Squarespace. You can do anything. So whether you're selling e-commerce, you can sell online. They also have a point of sale so you can sell in person by connecting a square reader to the Squarespace app where it'll keep all your orders, inventory, customer data, It'll all stay in sync with your online store. You can also sell merch on a Squarespace website. You can, you know, if you're a photographer, a videographer, and you want to have a portfolio, you can have a digital portfolio online. They have really flexible website templates. So get started with one of one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case, and then customize your look, update your content, and add features that are unique that are going to fit your needs. They also have a Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system from Squarespace. It's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template, customize every design detail, and reimagine your business, girly. So thank you, Squarespace, for sponsoring today's episode. And we, of course, have a code for you guys. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our first story, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer is here. Mauricio is bringing up the Kyle Richards affair rumors in the bombshell trailer. And Kyle is bringing up the Mauricio affair rumors like over the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about affair. The trailer doesn't give us anything in terms of like, where are they now? Was there an affair? Are they divorcing? 
Morgan question mark, but there's clearly a pop in season within the ladies and then also this Kyle and Mauricio storyline. Yeah, there's a new housewife. Everyone else is returning except for Kathy wasn't in the trailer, but Kim was briefly. And no Rena. Is this our first season without Rena? I think so, right? Wow, it's been so, you're right, yeah, because that was last BravoCon where she got booed and then fired. Wow, it's really been so long, shook. Um, the trailer looked amazing. I'm so like back in my Bravo shit now. It looked really good. Beverly Hills really has never disappointed. It's such a good franchise. And obviously like the Kyle storyline is going to be the benchmark of the whole season. But there was also like a lot of other really exciting things going on, like Denise Richards making a return and her OnlyFans becoming a topic of conversation. And Erica going for the jugular because obviously she will be, you know, standing with Rinna. Okay, but wait, I saw... Uh, I don't know if this was real or fake, but I saw someone on Twitter saying that, so in the trailer, we see Erica bring up uh, Denise's OnlyFans. Like, did you know you can get a naked bundle of Denise Richards photos for $7 on OnlyFans? Mm -hmm. And apparently, I don't know if this is real or not, but apparently Denise responded, yeah, that's how, how I keep my hands out of the pockets of orphans and widows. I hope it's real. I hope it's real. How would they know that? I don't know. Or it was just somebody being creative and saying, like, I wish that's what she said. I don't know. Oh, it's definitely that. I know. Like, really? You're coming for someone's business? Like, let's not. Yeah. There. Yeah. Shaming a hardworking woman. It's not a not great a good look. look. Also, Camille Grammer was in the trailer briefly. She walked into that party, I think, for the first time we see Denise. She comes in with Camille. Yeah, but also this is the first season where Erica's pretty much exonerated yeah. and is back to doing Erica Tings, which I'm happy to see her doing. Uh, yeah. And it looks like she, her Vegas residency is a part of it. So I'm, I'm happy to get back to Erica Jane 2.0. Yeah, like actually this is more like 3.0, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the major crux of the storyline and of the trailer was Kyle and Mauricio. It's still like extremely vague what's going on in real life now with Mauricio being in the news because he's on Dancing with the Stars twice a week. Um, they pretty much have confirmed their separation. Which Jake had confirmed. Yeah, I don't really know why it's been like such a confusing rollout of this. I think they're confused too. Like, I don't think that they know what's going to be. Maybe, I don't know what's going on with Kyle and Morgan or Morgan. not. But maybe it's just something that she's experiencing right now. And then she sees her future and, you know, her golden years with Mo. I don't know. Like, yeah, things look different for everyone. So I think they're they're also figuring it out. On the trailer, it looks like they have a conversation with their daughters about the state of yes. their family and their relationship, which is kind of wild to have on camera, but very honest. But it also seemed like her and Mauricio, every time they talk on camera, it's like not very heated. It's like they've kind of come to this sort of resolution. And it kind of makes me think, like the vibe that I was getting was that over the years, like they've, they've had infidelity issues and not shared them on the show or really publicly at all. And like this is just kind of par for the course, but now it's Kyle. Yeah, but it also seems like maybe it's Kyle having an affair and wanting out of her marriage as opposed to maybe Mauricio in yeah. his affairs like no I still want my family and I want my wife right. I just like want to have my cake and eat it too we can't know until we see when does the season actually premiere the season premieres on Jesus October 25th at 8 p.m eastern time on Bravo Okay, Soon. thank you. Like, that's not that crazy. Yeah, I hate when we get a trailer like six months in advance. That's been happening more and more. Like, it's month of. Month of. Like, that's all we ask for. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Also, I watched last night, I started Southern Charm, speaking of Bravo. Oh. The first two episodes. And I love Southern Charm. It's my comfort show. Even when it's bad, it's good to me because I just like, like the settings and the people. people. But I feel like we've lost so many main characters at this point that it's a little untethered. Like... Who's gone? I'm not going to go with who's gone. I'm going to tell you who's still there. Now, with the guys, okay. it's always going to be Shep, Craig, and Austin, uh -huh. Strong. And then, you know, you have Whitney somewhere. But the girls now, we're just down to Olivia, Taylor, Vanita, and Leva. And Oh, my God. So no OGs. And Madison. And Madison, who's holding it down. Wifey Madison yeah. is my favorite Madison. But even Madison is like a relatively new -ish no, and cast it's like member. all of these girls, most well, just Olivia Taylor and Madison are came on as a plus one of someone. Like it's yeah. not like they were cast themselves, and they're great. I love them, but there's no Catherine, there's no Naomi, there's no Cameron, there's no 
land in Chelsea. What about Danny? No Danny. Wow. Yeah, so I, I feel like that core of it is kind of missing, and now it's just about the dynamics between Austin Taylor, Shep, and Olivia. That's the main storyline, and it's just not enough for me right now. Interesting. I feel that. But I love I, I love all these people, and I love the show, and I'm going to keep watching, but I just need a little more. And there's more. also not really girl drama, because the girls I just described like are very amicable with one another and all came on as friends. Like It's just not that crazy. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I didn't realize that Naomi had left because she was on last season. Yeah, I don't know if she's coming, but I haven't seen a, a hint of her. And there was no I announcement. Knew Catherine. We all knew Catherine. Wait, there was no announcement about Naomi. So I don't know. It was just like a little sparse is what I would say. But we did okay. get Paige episode one. Love that. That was fun. It's so crazy. The crossover. It is crazy. But like I think that's the best of Bravo when like certain when certain cast members from different shows very organically end up like the weirdest thing on Real Housewives of New York. Erin throws herself like a ten year anniversary party and Meredith Marks is there and it's just like it makes no goddamn sense. But it does. Actually, it doesn't because this is such a new crop of women. There's no way that they would have known Meredith because when they're filming this, like it's. Hasn't even been announced no. yet. Yeah, no, they probably don't know each other from the Bravo universe, but they know each other from being women of the world. I, I like, I, it wasn't believable. I don't think that, like, I, it made no sense why Meredith. Marks oh, was really? There. That's like when yeah. you go back and it's like how Kyle Richards and Bethany, um, our old yes. friends, Bethany used to babysit Paris. Yeah, Kyle, like that's just fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think when it's like really organic, like Paige, like that's the best type of, or when the Vanderpump kids like went to Summer House for the weekend, like that was cute and fun. So Paige really, I think adds a lot to Southern Charm, even though I haven't seen the season yet. No, and she doesn't want to be on the show. Like she's not on the show. She doesn't hang out right. with the girls. They were saying how, you know, now that they're spending more time in Charleston, she needs to make friends there. She does. Uh, but she, I don't think she's interested in really being on Southern Charm or else she would be. If she wanted no. to, she would. And being she on a reality could. show, and she being on a should. reality show is a lot. Like it's a full time job, but it's also like very emotionally and mentally taxing. So, for your boyfriend to do it, and then you have to do like a second job. No, like Craig comes to Winter House, like I mean Summer House, one weekend a year. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, but the show like needs her. They need. Well, that's the thing. When you're a star like Paige, you have to spread the seed. You know, you have to be you have to generous. shine on everyone. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, no, it was nice to nice to turn my TV on. Yeah, well, I'm ex I'm actually really excited for Beverly Hills. Me I too. love everyone, and like that's exciting. Excitement excites me. Excitement does excite me, and I actually really like this group of women. Like, I know that there's going to be beef between everyone, but like, I, there's not someone I like literally hate. No, like she has her moments sometimes. Like, I really like Crystal. I love Sutton. I would take a bullet for Garcelle. Like, I really, Dorit, like, is, you know. Dorit. Yeah, like, you know, you could talk about her. Like, like, like I have issues with everyone, but at the end of the day, like, I really love the, these women. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. I'm excited for that. Me too. Next, a little more content news. As the Beckhams prove they're the best-dressed family in Hollywood at the premiere of David's new Netflix stock. So, David Beckham is the source and subject of a new Netflix docu-series called Beckham that will be a documentary about his life. The whole family showed up to the premiere looking stylish. Nicola and Brooklyn were there, yeah. which was a big question. Also, Romeo has a girlfriend, and they took a big family photo that's just truly gorgeous. It's really interesting how they have, like, very slowly, it wasn't like an overnight thing where everyone became obsessed with the Beckhams. Like, we've known about them for years. We loved the marriage, and they started having kids, and then the oldest one became somewhat recognizable. It's been, like, a very slow burn for them to have become, like, one of the most famous families. And it's not obvious. It's not in your face. But it was a big week for Victoria because she had a show at Paris Fashion Week, and all the kids were there, Nicola, in the front row. There was actually drama because... Kim Kardashian was uh, at the show and I guess she came late and they held the show for her. But Anna Wintour is like sitting in the front row visibly annoyed that the show is running late for Kim because she has a show after this and she's going to like then it just delays her whole day like shows I, I guess usually run on time. So there's a lot of people talking about like who was right who was wrong because there's a video of Kim like running in yep. like so sorry Thanks. so sorry. This is supposed Sa to be our next story. Oh fuck me in the ass. Okay. 
everyone forget what I just said. Back to the Beckhams. <laughs> I I just love how they're they very slowly and I think very organically. I don't think they tried to become this famous family. I just think they happen to have famous parents. They happen to give birth to very good looking kids who got into interesting relationships. I've really enjoyed the arc. Yeah, no, but it makes sense. I feel like when they were little kids, they're too little to be relevant relevant and also like let kids be kids but then they grew up and they also chose like careers in the public eye and they're gorgeous and they have this like lovely family and we're ready for them but I feel like when the when David and Victoria got together in the 90s you could have said like oh you know their kids are gonna be beautiful and I can't wait to see what their family does but they just had to like the seeds had to grow yeah that's so true um and they both have done a really good job of maintaining their own personal levels of fame in such different categories. Like she's fashion beauty queen. He's sports king. And even though he doesn't play anymore, he's like one of the investors in that new football team. Like he's so relevant in his sphere. And so is she. Yeah. Um, but the documentary, I saw this on TikTok this morning. The documentary is like making waves because I guess they address this famous affair that happened 20 years ago that I was not familiar with. It was an affair rumor. Did the affair happen? Did they address okay, whether so or not it happened? Because I, I saw headlines that like she addressed how the rumors really upset her. Victoria Beckham spoke about the excruciating emotional turmoil she endured following allegations surrounding her husband David's purported affair with Rebecca Luce nearly two decades ago. The alleged affair with David's former personal assistant was during his tenure with the Real Madrid team in 2003. Rumors swirled and Victoria confessed those following months were perhaps the most grueling of her life. In an intimate conversation during their Netflix documentary, she said, it was the hardest period for us because it felt like the world was against us. We were against each other. Up until Madrid, sometimes it felt like everybody was against us, but we were together. We were connected. We had each other. But in Spain, it felt disjointed. The profound pain from that period was evident, with Victoria admitting that she often felt isolated even from David. Equally reflective, David struggled to find the words to depict that crisis in 2003, remembering how they felt like they were drowning. He confided, every time that we woke up, we felt like there was something else. We both felt at the time that we were not losing each other, but drowning. As the world speculated, David recalled the daily agony. I felt physically sick every day when I opened my eyes. How am I going to do this, he thought. The Beckham's, Beckham's openness in the documentary seemed a testament to their desire for authenticity. They believed they no longer had anything to prove. Amid the Madrid ordeal, Victoria had remained in the UK to maintain stability for their sons, Brooklyn and Romeo. This separation exacerbated David's sense of loneliness and isolation in Spain. He recounted, I got sold overnight. The next minute I'm in a city, I don't speak the language. More importantly, I didn't have my family. The couple's resilience, however, shone through. David expressed how vital Victoria was to him, noting that they had to fight for each other and we needed to fight for our family. As a part of the healing process, the family relocated to Madrid, bought a home in which Victoria took pride in, yada, yada. Um, so I guess they don't like address the validity of it, just like the scandal. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, and at this point, they don't need to prove anything to anyone because even if he did have an affair, obviously they work through it and yeah. they are strong and the proof is in the pudding, but they didn't. But that's also a testament to how long they've been famous because I did not even, I didn't know about these rumors. No, me neither. I mean, you like, were- I guess it was a big scandal when we were nine. You were seven. <laughs> yeah. Nine? It was 20 years ago. You think I'm 27? She's 2003. Oh, I thought you were born in 96. Sorry, 94. Oh, I wish. A girl can dream. <laughs> Nine. Nine? Oh, my God. <laughs> Nine. She was I've been nine. reading way too many World War II books. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch this. I'm really in my sports doc era. Yes. And I'm realizing why I'm interested in sports documentaries. It's because I don't know shit about any of these things. When they come out with documentaries about celebrities, like you think I would care. There was just one on like Kanye and Kim. They do like every Bravo star house. gets yeah. one. And it's like, I don't watch it because we lived it and I know what it is. But with these yeah. sports ones, like these are incredible stories. <laughs> about incredible people and I have no idea what I'm gonna hear next like it's exciting it's actually so crazy when you think about documentary culture like we live in a documentary obsessed like every minor and major scandal becomes a documentary uh -huh. like we know it's gonna happen as it's happening the way that E dropped the ball so fucking hard with each true Hollywood story like that should be like the biggest and the best most uh, like revered source for documentaries, but they totally dropped the ball and then they brought it back and it was crap. It was crap. It was like concept docu-series. Yeah, like, it was like, like Nexium. Fame in the age of social media. Like, Yeah, no. You had a good thing and you ruined it. 
Yeah, I don't know why, how they didn't become like the go-to. They have, it's such a recognizable name, like the E! True Hollywood Story. If you go back and watch like any movies or anything like from the 90s, like it's always being referenced. Yeah. I don't know how they fumbled so hard. I don't know. Damn. Well, as a network, they have they 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 have a few flops. Yeah, but this I think will do well. It's on Netflix. I'll check it out when I have time. I also need to watch the Kelsey documentary. There's so many. I was just having this conversation. I went out to dinner last night, and we were talking. I was like, "What are you guys watching?" And they, everyone's watching like every sports documentary. They're like, "Did you see Breakpoint? That's the tennis one. Right. Full Swing, the golf one. Kelsey Brothers, Hard Knocks. There's one about the Jets. There's one quarterback." Yeah, oh, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about the quarterback. There's also the untold one about the swamp, the gators, the Okay. Untold like that's the most recent untold something about the Florida Gators. I forget. Something about the swamp. Is it about Trek? I, it could be. It might be about Tim Tebow. There might be a little Tebow in there. Throwback Thursday. But it's not just about Tim Tebow or else I would have already watched it. Throwback Thursday, like, I don't understand how you go from being, like, one of the most spoken about, sought after quarterbacks in the NFL to briefly playing Major League Baseball and then being unemployed. Like, I don't understand how sports works. No, I can understand how you go from being in the NFL to playing baseball, but then where are you now? Like, where, what sports are you doing now? I don't know. That's, there, a lot of untolds are like that. Like, people who were huge had, like, a huge big career and moment, and then, gone like Johnny Manziel Manti Teo actually it was just the one year anniversary of when I got you a cameo for Manti Teo so it came up in my time hop I'm like honestly that was a great gift it was a great gift oh no it wasn't the one year anniversary I got Ben a cameo for his thing for uh our anniversary, so I had to re-download the Cameo app. I'm like, oh, what else is here? I had Carlin from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City who got you a Cameo, Manti Teo, and now Lewis Litt. Honestly, trifecta. Yeah, I would say Carlin was my was the most enjoyable. Your favorite? Cameo, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, our next story that Claudia teased, but Kim Kardashian Sorry. ticked off Anna Wintour after holding up Victoria, Victoria Beckham fashion show. It's hard not to say Victoria's Secret fashion show. Honestly, by the way, did you see the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show? Yeah, we talked about it. It was like... No, do you know that it premiered? Oh. Like a couple days ago? I thought we talked about it. No, we talked about how they had this big party to like... Announce. Announce it. And it was in partnership with Prime Video. It was like really copying everything Brianna did with Savage X Fenty. And it came out and like nobody knew about it. And then I saw some clips on TikTok and it, it like it looked demonic. Like it was like community theater. Everyone was like wearing like there was like skits. I don't know. That's weird. They, it's like they wasted the good PR on the on announcement. On the event. Yeah. We wasted the good surprise on you. Yeah, that was the, that was harking back to that. Yeah. We wasted the good surprise on you. Okay, well, Kim left Vogue boss Anna Wintour ticked off when she turned up late to the Victoria Beckham fashion show. Sources confirmed to page six. The reality star was a guest of honor at Victoria's spring-summer show in Paris on Friday at the former home of Karl Lagerfeld. One onlooker told page six, Kim was super late. Anna was pissed because the show was delayed until Kim arrived. Anna left before Victoria even did her her walk in front of the guests after showing the collection because she was late to other shows. Kim, who was clad in a purple gown, arrived with Chris and was seated next to Anna. Um, and then another insider said, the Kardashians fashion show routine is to keep everyone waiting at least 50 minutes before making their entrance. But there's a video going around of Kim sitting down next to David and it looks like she's saying, I'm never late. And she's like very frazzled that she was late. Yeah. Thankfully, like there's a lot of content that we can like extrapolate context clues from and make our own assumptions and not this just being like a rumor. It's a rumor that Anna was very mad. Like we see Kim like runs in, says hi to David, who's sitting next to Anna. She skips over Anna and then sits down. And when you could see her, she's definitely saying, I'm so sorry, I'm never late. And one thing we know about Kim, actually, I don't know if I can speak for like all the girls, but Kim is like super professional, very Christian or like hardworking, nice to everyone, always on time, do, fulfill your duties. That's like her whole shtick is like about how her work ethic is half the reason she's as successful as she is because she doesn't play games like that. So sometimes like things happen like, and people are late. things happen. There's traffic, you know, elevators broken. Yeah. I think also at the level that they travel and move through the world, like 
just things are slow when you have a motorcade and a team and you're yes. co- correcting your look down to the very inch every minute. So I understand there's nothing worse than that feeling of being late when you're not a late person. Like being late gives me so much anxiety, especially Same. when you're pissing off Anna Wintour. So I think Kim just has the biggest pit. Yeah. And I'm sure this is something that probably sets her back in her high fashion journey. Because I don't think Anna like this. And it didn't seem like there was rapprochement after. Like no. she left early. Like things aren't good. Let me ask you a question. You are debuting a show at Paris Fashion Week. It's a huge, huge event for your brand. And you can either impress Anna Wintour or impress Kim Kardashian. Who do you think is more powerful? It depends who you're trying to serve. If you want to serve the mass, like you want the masses to like know about your show, Kim. Because honestly, I didn't see like one other celebrity photo. I don't know anyone else who was there aside from Kendall walking. Right, no, and like her family, uh, Nicola, Nicola, Romeo, Brooklyn, honestly, and David. Honestly, I follow Nicola and I, you know, follow pop culture. I didn't see Nicola at the show yet. Like I know uh, she was there, but it hasn't dominated the way Kim in this purple dress has. Yeah, of course, no, and Kim looks beautiful. One of her better looks. Agreed. And also Kendall's walking in the show and like Chris is her manager. I think that like there's a lot of ties there. For high fashion, you want to impress Anna. But if you want people really to see what you're doing and you want to sell dresses, you want to impress the Kardashians. Right. No, it's actually crazy because this is like really all Kim has ever wanted. Like I people people might say this is like the dumbest thing I've ever said. But I, I do believe in terms of like actual power and influence in fashion, like Kim and Anna are on similar levels in terms of their their power. Yeah, but it also but they're different, different in terms of who they influence. Yes, it's different power, but like they're kind of on the same level. Like Anna influences the industry, Kim influences the people. Yeah. What's more valuable? I don't know. It depends on the who you're asking. Yeah. The answer is different depending on who you ask. Yeah. And what they care about. And like it is annoying when people are late and especially like if it fucks up your whole day afterwards because like Anna coming to a show is like such a big deal. But I just feel like Anna's always got a mug on her face. Like a smile. Ever heard of it? But I also feel like Anna always looks upset but maybe not always is. You know? That's very true. I feel like it's kind of a cliche at this point and it's because she has the sunglasses and the hair and like the movie that came out Devil Wears Prada. But I could also see her kind of just being like a normal girly sometimes yeah like maybe she's just got a good old case of rbf like i'm not always mad yeah yeah but it is pretty prestigious that anna went to the victoria beckham show i know so i'm glad it all worked out now everyone's talking about the show i think it's good i wish her well victoria she designs nice stuff she does and she's like stayed you know elite and and sophisticated for many many years which is hard to do as like a brand yes like it's she has got a reputable thing going on she does I need to see what Nicola wore I'm glad that everyone's appearing to be supportive yeah Nicola Peltz Beckham show yeah it's not even like the first thing that comes up I'm telling you. I saw a bunch on TikTok because so many people just take videos. You'll see it in a few weeks on Reels. Stop. No, my Reels, I don't get served a lot of like celeb content on Reels like that. Um, my Reels are very like curated creator videos. And like mama tics. Mama, Yeah, mama creator videos. Such good stuff, you guys. Such You good can learn stuff. so much on Reels. <laughs> are you ready for our next story? Yeah. It's a little more Kardashian news because I watched the episode of the Kardashians. And so we need to talk about this group chat nonsense. Okay. So Kourtney Kardashian shuts down Kim's group chat claim that there's this no Kourtney chat with friends where they send things about Kourtney. (laughs) They submit their complaints. Complaints and concerns. And then the sisters have to like parse out what's going on with Kourtney. So I think we've all pieced together what's going on here because Kourtney posted a screenshot of a chat with her friends, Allie, Simon, and someone, oh, Pip the Rip, Simon's husband, saying, should we start a Yas Kourtney group chat? And basically all the friends are making a joke that there is no no Kourtney chat with her friends. Like they weren't a part of it. So I think... 
Kim was talking about a chat with her sisters called No Courtney, where they talk about what friends have said about Courtney, but there's not a chat with Courtney's friends called No Courtney. No, Kim was like pulling things out of her ass, like for the sake of an argument, which we've all been there. Yeah. You're just like making stuff up when you want to be right. Um, it was really mean. And I'm team Courtney on this one. On the No Courtney chat or on the whole fight? On the conversation. Like, up until this point, I could have argued both sides with the Dolce thing. But the thing is, it's not about the Dolce thing. And it probably never was. Like, these are two people who have a deep, deep dislike of one another and, like, a distrust. And so now that we're slowly starting to get to, like, what the real issue is, Kim is is being mean. And she's taking it too far. And bringing in the kids is mean. That was so mean. And that was so next level. And I felt like... Up until that point, Courtney really, like, remained cool, calm, and collected. But there was no reason for her to do that. I don't know what she's trying to prove. Like, I just, I found her to be, like, a very unsympathetic character. Like, I couldn't take her side. Yeah, I agree. It was too much. And I guess Courtney was saying that's what they do in their family. They just, like, think of the meanest thing to say, like, for argument's sake. Right. But it's not effective. And that's a problem. It's not effective and certainly not effective when you are sitting there filming a television show because I know you're also right. thinking about like public perception and that yeah. just like doesn't reflect well on you. It was just like Kim kept saying stuff and, and it was just kind of bouncing off of Courtney. Like she was just maintaining the fact that she's really happy and she doesn't feel like Kim can be happy for her and everything she was saying wasn't penetrating until she brought in the kids. Yeah, my only question is if it's an issue between Courtney and Kim, like why is Courtney so estranged from the whole family? Like why is Kim on that trip with everyone? That's and a not good question. Courtney? Well, I think first of all, like the dynamics of the family are always shifting, but I think like Kim is really like the center. Yeah. She's like the communication center of the family. She's the control center. Like she is like so close with everyone individually and like is always the one making plans. Like I think like sisterly dynamics, which we understand, I would see you're a lot like Kim in that situation. Like you're always the one planning shit and making sure we're on top of shit. Like if we want to plan something, like we go to you. So I think like sisterly dynamics are important to keep in mind. And I think Courtney is at the place now where she's like actually happy staying back. Like she has her kids and her stepkids and her husband. Like there's so much for her to stay back for. She doesn't even care. Yeah, she doesn't even care. She doesn't have FOMO. And I think also over the years that we saw in the end of Kardashians, it was like her struggling with not clicking with her family anymore, but having this obligation to film and be a part yep. of the show. And I think uh, probably for financial reasons too, like she needed to work. Yep. And now she like has her husband and she has her life and it's like she doesn't. And honestly, like Poosh is, is a legit business. Yeah, but I think even if she decided like, I don't want to film and I, I'm not going to work, like Travis can provide for her. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not as critical Dire. as it was before and she can like make choices for herself and what 100%. brings her peace and that's really how she is you know doesn't want any toxic elements in her life so yeah. she's happy to make and, peace with all of it and when she used to say shit like that I was like okay sure like stop being so miz but now I feel like she says stuff like that and she actually really means it yeah yeah like she would walk away from the show and she would walk away from all of it and she has what she needs to live a happy life and when she says, like, you're such a narcissist, like, you're so obsessed with what people think about you. And, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, take my parts out of the episode. Like, let everyone think. I actually believe her when she says that. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. She made a really good case for herself by, like, not. She, she didn't even do by much. She wasn't even on camera. She wasn't even on camera. Yeah. Kim was. But it seems like they have this really bad conversation. And then they're able to build up from there because they start filming together that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. She, I guess we'll see. She missed that trip. No, but I think from here, they move forward. Really? Yeah, the, I feel like that was, the editing was a little confusing. but Yeah, when they sat down for the confessionals together. Yeah, because I think after the bad conversation that they referenced, which we saw, they realized that things went too far. And they try to work back from there. Yeah, no, and like sisters need to do that. But I think when you look at it at a glance, like these are two people who are so different, who have who value such different things who really don't like each other. Like, if they weren't related, they would never be friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, this is the end of it. Yeah, also, as they get older, they just continue to grow in different directions and that those directions are further from one another. But still, yeah. you can be sisterly. Yeah. But they're just, like, not as close as they were. Not at all. Yeah. 
Wishing them well. Wishing them well. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah. Because it's got a... Are you? Yeah, I was just going to take my charger from my computer and put it in my iPad, but it wasn't as seamless as I was hoping it was going to be. So I... It wasn't, it wasn't seamless. So I gave up on the effort. I have enough to carry us through, though. Don't worry. The NFL explains why it removed Taylor Swift references from their social media channels amid accusations that the league is enjoying Chiefs' success now that pop star is dating Travis Kelsey. So the NFL is getting like a little bit of backlash for going too hard in the paint with Taylor's version. Not in the paint. Right? That's the phrase. You know what I realized? That's a basketball term. My post part. Oh, no. That's fine. Is it too hard in the pan or too hard in the paint? Paint. Oh, okay, good. Because I've been getting my sayings like all mixed up hmm. with my postpartum fog. So you feel free to correct me if you hear me speaking nonsense. Okay, because up until this point, like you've been telling me like your postpartum not to come for you oh, on your flubs. Right. Okay, don't come for me. Okay. But if I say... Unless a, I send for If I you. say a phrase wrong, you can just give me a gentle nudge. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, it's a slippery slope. The NFL went hard in the paint with uh, Taylor references, changing their bio, changing their Twitter cover photo, just like yeah. obsessing over Taylor. And I think a lot of NFL fans are anti it, but also now people in general are being like, stop being so thirsty. Yeah, no, the NFL fans can eat my ass. Like now it's just like, be cool. My God. Like they're acting like they're not the NFL. Yeah. So they now took away those references and they said, quote, we frequently change our bios and profile imagery based on what's happening in and around our games as well as culturally. The Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey news has been a pop cultural moment. We've leaned into it in real time as in it's inter as it's an intersection of sport and entertainment. And we've seen an incredible amount of positivity around the sport. Who did they say this to? Like in a statement? To the New York Post. Why are they acting like so tacky? Yeah, like, no, like why does no, the NFL have a mouth? Yep. And why are the... Why does the NFL have a mouth? And why are they running it? Close your lips to married men. Like stop. Yeah. No, they're acting thirsty. I agree. Like it, it, it is too much. I loved it in the beginning when they were like getting involved in a fun, playful, you know, way. But like literally... They're acting thirsty. They're doing way too much. And now it's like not fun anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, the teacher's in on the joke. So yeah. It's, it's like, we're not laughing with you, bitch. We're laughing at you. So stop. Yeah. Yeah. It was like cool when they did, then they acknowledged it like a little bit. Yeah. But now it's like, be cool. Seriously. Like you're a serious like Fortune 500 company. Like stop the nonsense. No, no. You're la like, you generate billions of dollars in revenue. Like, Act like Stop him. acting like you like are Claudia and Jackie. Stop acting like me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, I'm glad that they addressed it. And honestly, like, I hope they chill out because it was becoming like a little not fun when everyone was like, even the NFL, like, stop. Yeah. But what do you think about how many times they pan to her during the game? So I think it was like that's fine. 17 times. And Travis heard that. And he was that's, like, that's as many down. That's once a down pretty much or something. The thing is, if they weren't panning to her, they'd be panning to like a fan. They show people in the crowd all the time. So it's not like they're taking away from the game. So if you're going to show someone in the crowd, please show the most famous person there. Yeah. They need to have like fan cameras like they have at award shows. So the people who just want to watch her can watch her. And the people who want to watch football can watch football. And see football 100%. fan reactions. Because sometimes, you know. But also, but also like Taylor should be able to enjoy an evening out without being on a three hour <laughs> camera feed. Like that's insane. But she essentially is because people have their phones up at her. Like no, the entire time she's being watched and she knows that. She knows it. Yeah. Like every word that comes out of her mouth she knows could be like lip red. Like she has to be. She has to act right. And I guess she could always like turn around into the box and. Do what she wants yeah. to do. Take a shot. So what I was watching her the whole time. During halftime, she went inside the box. Nobody could see her. And she didn't come out for like a little while into the third quarter. Like she probably wanted to, uh, I don't know, like slouch and relax. Slouch. Slouch. Chew with her mouth open. Yeah, like live. Yeah. Chew like she has a secret. Chew like you have a secret. <laughs> Great reference. Thank you. Um, the most amazing news, Jackie, is that today's episode is far from over. That I'm so happy to hear it. 
Because we have Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment, which is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Nine West, which I'm so excited about. Nine West is one of the world's most recognized brands that defines timeless feminine style and translates key trends into wearable and attainable styles. I feel like Nine West is just like a brand that's been around forever, that has been at the top of their game forever. And it's so good. I feel like everyone is, it's very hard to keep up with like what the kids are wearing. Like, I want to look cool. Is it loafers? Is it boots? Is it more Western? I feel like those are the trends this season. And Nine West is like where you can go at the start of every season, knowing that whatever is going to be cool, you can get at Nine West. And it's going to be quality. And it's going to be quality. And they don't just have shoes. They do apparel. They do accessories. Mm. Their shoes are really comfortable. I just like, I have a, a, I don't know if it's flat foot. I can't wear heels. Like, and I'm very specific about what I can and can't wear. And I really like a lot of the shoes from Nine West. They're so comfortable. In addition to being cute. I hate when you have to sacrifice, like you have to look ugly, but you'll be comfortable. No, thanks. No, you want form and function. So whether you're looking for a going out shoe, a work shoe, you can find anything you really need at Nine West. And you can shop their F collection. F obviously stands for fierce. Um, so whether you're looking for like a 3.8 inch stiletto, whatever you're looking for, Nine West has you covered from head to toe. So again, not only do they just have shoes, they have apparel, accessories, and of course their collections of footwear. And their fall campaign, which is bound for greatness, is really energizing. It's fashionable. It's fashion forward. It's fun. It's fresh. It's fabulous. It's Nine West. So visit NineWest.com and use code TOAST to check out for 15% off your first purchase. That's N-I-N-E West.com. Code TOAST for 15% off your first order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jenny Kane. Perfect timing, honestly, because fall is on its way. It's cozy season, and our wardrobes can definitely use a refresh. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than ever. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. When I think like of what I like, my ideal vibe, my ideal aesthetic when it comes to home, when it comes to fashion, it is like that cozy northeastern Nancy Myers vibe. It's literally Jenny Kane. Like Jenny Kane created the aesthetic that we all like think we look like, but we don't, and she actually made it. For all parts of your life, whether it's clothing, it's home, it's cashmere sweaters, it's candles, it's slippers. It's like that cozy. And it's, it's that time of year is starting right now. Yeah. And if you're wondering, like, where do you go to get that aesthetic? Jenny Kane. I wore a sweater right. on the show last week on Monday. I got so many questions where my sweater was from. It was Jenny Kane, by the way. Their sweaters are the it item. We're obsessed with the Flynn cashmere sweater. Perfect for every day. It's a V-neck. And the cashmere Francis polo is such a cool vintage inspired staple. We get compliments and questions every time we wear Jenny Kane. I love her cashmere cardigans. I've had, they they um, they um last really well. They're made really well. I've had my cashmere cardigan for like three years now. Everything in their collection is designed so intentionally so you can style pieces together without a second thought. They also, of course, have a stunning collection of home essentials. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners are getting 15% off their first order when they use code TOAST at checkout. That's 15% off at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code TOAST. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ain't that the truth? Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Jacqueline, that's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment. We do it every Wednesday where you guys write in. You can either email us, deartoasters at gmail.com or head over to our website, thetoastpodcast.com. There's a submission box. Both are totally anonymous. You can write in about anything. Try and keep it brief. If you've written in and we haven't read it online, it might be too long or it might be boring. Sorry. Um, and we do three submissions every week. Are, are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, turdy. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, turdy. Oh, our first submission is about a girl who's in a bit of a pickle and we're kind of to blame. We're a pickleball. We're kind of to blame for her issue. I don't believe it. Kind of needed advice, kind of just need to unburden myself. Okay. Because of the toast, I always say, love ya, bye, to all of my friends as I leave their houses, dinners, etc. Well, I've been dating this guy for one month and it's going really well, but last night after we hooked up and I was leaving to go home, I went into autopilot and said, love ya, bye. He didn't even acknowledge it. We just kept talking for a little and had a normal <laughs> combo over text once I made it home. So I'm not sure if I should address it or just let it lie, but so embarrassed. Okay, this reminds me of a show. I can't remember what the show is, but like the people are in a relationship and like the girl says like, love you to the guy. And then he starts to realize that like she says it to everyone. And he like yeah. doesn't feel so cool anymore. So he just needs to hear you like on the phone with the pizza delivery guy. Thanks. Love you. Bye. On the phone with uh, your therapist. Love you. Bye. Until he realizes that he's not special. And I'm also I am sorry, you know, that 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 we caused that to happen for you because um, I'll take that on the chin. I, you know. Um, but I also need to know the intonation in which you said it. I think she said it, I think it. she said it like we said it. Love ya. Bye. Like if you said it 
you're fine. You're fine. Like, it's clearly um, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You just need to make sure he hears you say it to everyone. Yeah, no. Or talk about, like, make him watch a clip and then where we say love you bye and then be like, oh my God, that's why I'm always saying that. Like, I love these girls. And maybe, you know, share it with a couple more friends and get the toast really popular in your, in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. You just have to, like, subliminally or ex- overtly let him know that it's something that you say to everyone and that you got it from the toast. Like, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, kick it into high gear just to prove he's not special. Yeah. Easy. And, but I am sorry. That's the thing, Jackie. We, we're so catchy. Like, we're so... Everything we say is, like, so... Uh, ubiquitous in people's lives it's actually becoming an by issue by the way this is an issue that I have myself because usually when I'm on the phone with anyone like pretty much all family yes, like I yes. always or friends love you bye like always but then sometimes yeah. like I'm on the phone with a restaurant love you bye no if work. I had been listening if I had been listening to the toast in high school I would have told all my teachers love you <laughs> bye it's so true so honestly thank god um to all of our high schoolers like Stay safe out there. Yeah, okay? no, it's an issue that I have myself as well that I have to keep in check. But I do a pretty good job of like switching my mind on and off between people that I love and that I don't love. Yeah. And that I like. No, it's hard. And that I don't like. And that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't know. All really. right. Our next one. Hey, Jackson Turd. My boyfriend of two years recently took me out to celebrate my 23rd birthday. We're the same age. We're saving money. It's definitely our number one priority right now since we only graduated college a year ago. We were having such a nice night until the bill came. The look in his eyes was pure fear since it was more expensive than our usual dates, and he asked if we could split the bill. On my birthday. I started crying in the middle of the restaurant because I was so mortified. He felt bad and paid the whole whole bill, but not happily. There's been unspoken beef between us ever since. What should I do? Sincerely, a toaster who likes to be taken care of. I understand. That's sad. Why? I, what I don't understand is why there's beef. Like, if he understood that he fucked up and, and fixed it and apologized, you should be able to forgive him. Like, I understand why in that moment it was upsetting, but he did the right thing. Why is there beef? Like, why is he mad? I think she means more so tension. Like, they haven't why, spoken why about there, it. It feels unresolved. Okay, so resolve it. Like, if there, if there is tension on both sides and it's not just you feeling some sort of way, which I understand if you would feel one way, but, like, why is he feeling a way too? You guys just need to resolve it. Like, you can totally forgive him. This is a forgivable offense. And at the end of the day, you didn't wind up paying. Um, I'm sorry. I have, like, a very hot take. What? She's wrong? No, she's not wrong but you're going to cry in the middle of a restaurant because like that's really that's really immature okay, honestly for- like it's a, it's really unfortunate it's really unfortunate but to cry like I don't no. know. I think that's a little crazy. First of all, emotions aren't always logical. You can't help if you have an emotional reaction to something. That's and like, true. Maybe it's a deeper issue, but like she wants to feel special. It's her birthday and she and of she course. felt like, you know, no, and clearly not he special. Like, and pri- I can understand that he hurting. didn't prioritize spending more on her birthday. No, like, not even that. He should have known in anticipation that this would be a little bit more pricey, and maybe like a couple weeks prior, just to put some money aside. Like he wasn't thinking of her. Like I, I assume that's why she was crying. No, I think she was crying because she didn't feel special, and she just like you know, it's we're working really hard to save money, and that's stressful enough. But it's like my birthday, and now I'm just like going Dutch, like. Come on. That would bring a, yeah. bring a tear to my eye, honestly. And maybe it's like a bigger issue about her not feeling special enough more often. Perhaps. But. Perhaps. I don't think like. It, I feel like you could cry about this you without being like a big baby who cried in the middle of the restaurant. Like sometimes something hurts your feelings and hits you sideways and there's no explanation. It's just like, I want it to feel special. It's my birthday. Like, don't ask me to split it. You know, by the way, I agree. Actually, you've changed my mind. But you know what else I think it is? Mm. Something about saving money is so unromantic and I think it can take away from like the specialness when, you know, we were all raised on like fantasies of princes and, you know, princesses and having everything done for you and you being completely taken care of. But that's not what real life is like. And that's not what, you know, how we actually end, you know, end up falling in love and getting married. Yeah. And save, and it can be stressful too. And so like to be reminded of that, like on your birthday, it's just one day a year where you just like want to feel special. Yeah. Want to feel like yeah. there's no limitation to what someone will do to make you happy. So I can understand it being a bummer, but now, yeah. but you need to be able to forgive him because he didn't realize that in that moment and he's sorry and he paid. So you guys should just have like a conversation about it so that you can move on from it. I agree. You changed Not the mind. end of the world, but you know, a bummer. 
Um, our third and final submission is an update. So I'm going to read the original submission. Hey, Jackson Turdy. I'm a Gen Z toaster who found you guys through TikTok clips, and now I listen every single day. You guys are getting me through college. So I'll get straight to it. There's this guy who I've been hanging out with for a while now, and I'll go over to his apartment. We'll watch shows. We'll go get food. I also spend the night regularly, and he's the one who asks me over, so I don't feel like I'm overstepping. The thing is, this guy has just not made a single move. He wants to be around, and I can tell he enjoys spending time with me. He's seriously a pjom, and he's also super shy. Like, it took me a while to even get him to see a more open side to him when we were hanging out and when we go to sleep he gives me my space and we genuinely just sleep he only kissed me once and it was when we first met and he was drunk but after that he's just comfortable hanging out and just talking without intimacy don't get me wrong it's not awkward at all we have an amazing time but how do i break through the cycle of friend zone thank you guys so much okay yeah here's her update Here's an update on the shy guy from literally April. I would hate to leave my favorite ladies hanging. A few, days, a few days after you guys gave me advice in April, the shy guy made a move. I think it was because I changed my body language like you suggested that I do. And then a few weeks ago, shy guy officially asked me to be his girlfriend. I'm very happy and he's still very much a pjom, if not even more. I believe our advice at the time was like, we're so accustomed in like movies and TV shows, like so fast. Like we're all, we're all like, a, we live in like a kind of like a greedy age. It's like, why don't you enjoy this, this slow process? But also... Give him a little, you know, shake them titties a little. Yeah. Make yourself Let known. him know that you're ready. But it's not a bad thing to not be so fast. Patience is a virtue. And this girl shook her titties and was patient. And she got a boyfriend. And you're building a solid foundation for a relationship. It's true, actually. Like, you guys probably know each other so well. Yeah. And so once, like, the intimacy comes, then, like, boom, you're together. Whereas I think most of the time, intimacy starts first. It's so, it's nearly impossible to, like, get to know someone. A lot of times, yeah. they don't want to get to know you vice yep. versa and it doesn't happen so I'm happy for you you know good things yes, come this is like kind of to a those who wait tr traditional cute love story love that I'm obsessed I hope he pays for dinner on your birthday me too um those were Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. And our website is thetoastpodcast.com. Both anonymous submissions for your girlies. That's our show. That's our show. You guys can pre-order my book, The Camper and the Counselor, anywhere that you get books. No. You guys can pre-order. You should pre-order. You should because you're going to want to get the book the day that it drops because it's so wonderful and you're not going to want to miss a moment of knowing the story of The Camper and the Counselor. And if you're the winding camp road, and if you're a parent, you're not going to want to miss one bedtime without Camper and Counselor. She said it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Dustin Leonard Morning Show. We deliver the fast-five stories. They need to know everybody to find on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available on Spotify, anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Toasty Five Star Review. Better, beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Amen. Love ya. Bye.